The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. We're having a blast uh, on a Friday as you've made it to your weekend at the Stony Point Grill in Mokina. We're at 19031 Old LaGrange Road. We've been here before. They have rolled out the red carpet for us. Last time we were outside uh, throwing the baseball around. A couple you, years ago. Did you yeah. bring any uh, sports equipment with you this time? I don't believe I have any. I don't even have my golf equipment. clubs in my back back of my car. I don't have nothing. Do you usually take your golf clubs Sometimes with you? I have them. I, uh, not always. Sometimes I have them with me, but today I have nothing. No football with you? No. I don't have a football in the car. I don't normally travel with a football. You should. I know I doesn't, should. Doesn't Gene right. Greco usually have a football in the in trunk? In his trunk, yeah. yeah. Just in case a catch breaks out. You never know. You want to have a touch football game? Yes. Not a touch football game, but just a throw. You know, throw the football around. Maybe a, you know, a game of baseball. Maybe you got your bat and your really expensive bat bag with you. A little football, a little like wiffle ball game. Like I think. Meller, what do you have in the back of your car? You have a soccer ball? Anything? Skis? There was uh, no skis, not during ski season. Yes, I do have. Yes, he has skis in the car in the middle I, of, of August. I do, though. We never know. I do frequently have a one of those big uh, umbro bags of 10 soccer balls. Yeah, 10 so, soccer balls? Yeah, you, you know what? You buy them at discount in bulk. Are you coaching? Are you coaching a team? No, it's when Alex, when he needs to shoot, when he needs to do drills. Hey, man. Go. 10 balls? So yeah. that way he could go. Uh, yeah, it, it, listen, after I did a, a period of time where we'd have two or three in the trunk, and chasing them down too many. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like forget this. It's a lot of balls, man. Hey, it man. takes up a lot of space in your car. It does. Yeah. But do you stand in net as he fires balls? The, uh, if he wants me to, if he wants the goalie. But usually, I I'm just tell him to go for it. You know, go around the corners. Yeah. You, know. you ever taken a one off uh, the forehead? I have not from him. No. How about the chin. Have not. No. No, no balls Nothing. off the chin. Nope. How about you guys? Never. Uh-oh. Waddle? He's thinking about it. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was I was a... Um, Taking a helmet off the chin. I have. I, mean, I, I, you I also... Knocked, you got I, knocked out so often. Look, I was... I was... On your knees. <laughs> I was... Uh, I was in goal quite a bit as the kids were growing up as they were taking shots. Yeah. So you, t- so you did take them? I did not. No, I did never got hit in the face. Okay. Never. Uh, you know what? Because my quick, my, my quick spider reflexes. skills, yeah. my spider senses were so good, and my hand-eye coordination kept those balls Strong. from hitting me in the face. Strong hands. Strong hands. Yes. I never practiced the punch technique, though. I was always well I, because well, I would catch punching it. is more for corners. Honestly, you're you're you and with right. your daughters, you're probably not defending corners. No. Yeah, but like I was always trying to catch, not tip it over the net, just catch it. Mm-hmm. So that's the football player in you. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, hands, what? Good hands all the time. That's what you got to do. Is there anything in your car that you'd like to tell us about? I think I have a chair. Yeah, like uh, in case I'm uh, going to a youth little, sports little game, Col- like a Coleman to open it up. Yeah, yes. Yeah, one of those. He's got uh, a he's got a plastic bag and ten pounds of lye in case he's got to bury something. Why would that be on your mind? <laughs> I don't know. How would you even think about right, that? I mean, well, strange things in your trunk. 
And an umbrella. You know, just in case. And an it. umbrella. I have an umbrella. That's it. <laughs> I have a, uh, I don't even think, I used to have one of those, um, it was almost like a, a battery-operated, like, cable jumper for your car. But I do have, I don't, I think I have jumper cables in really? my car. Really? Yeah. Look at you. Have you ever been stranded? Uh, I believe so, yes. I mean, uh, do you, do you, like, will Not you, intentionally, I'm saying. I mean, like, you're you driving. stop for the random person to jump their car? If, in fact, I, uh, if it's, if I'm not, like, on the road going somewhere and I don't need to be somewhere... Like if I saw someone in desperate need of help, there's a 50-50 chance. How do you chance assess they're desperate? Like their arms waving, is that desperate enough for you? Probably. Okay. Like otherwise, like seriously, if you're yeah. sitting in your car pulled off to the side, there's a good chance you've called it AAA yes. and they're on their way. How do you know in today? This is a serious question. Yeah. In today's environment where everyone is trying to take advantage of everybody, mm-hmm. where you're not getting scammed, where like... So you could get flagged over. You think you're doing a good deed. The next thing you know, you're, you're getting, being robbed. You're getting robbed of yeah. your cell phone and maybe even carjacked. Yeah. And um, you think you're you're going over to give someone a a, 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 a jump. You know what I mean? You're, you're, and you're going to charge their battery. Yeah, I get it. So I, I know it's a it's a it's a good yeah. question. How do you assess that? I, you, you know what? I'm not going to lie. It crosses my mind. You know, it does. Are you, am I feeling lucky today? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Do I want to be a good Samaritan? By, by the way, like, someone with a, changing a flat tire isn't easy. Especially oh, yeah. if, like, they put these little tiny I know, jacks, the jacks in the car. Any, yeah. Oh, my God. Especially for a, a, you, an SUV. The jacks, you're like, oh, my God. Listen. I don't, I don't listen, buy that. They're, I know they work. but I had a Jeep, and I had a flat tire, and I pulled into it. was It was like a dental office building. And... I, I, I got the car up on the jack, and the jack collapsed. What are you doing? Well, what do you mean? I was oh, on the... Well, I, call somebody. Well, I have AAA. In fact, I just put my renewal in the, in the mail today. But at that point, like, I thought that it was going to be quicker if I just did it, and I won't change the tire anymore with that jack in no, the back. No, I'm with you. It's Yeah. That jack it's, in the back is not big try. enough. I really? No. Do you have AAA? Yes. Yeah. I would advise anyone to. Yes, absolutely. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. All right, uh, so the Bears play tomorrow. We have a poll question. There was talk about uh, Chris Jones on the Carmen and Yurko show today. There's been some smoke out there. Chris Jones, of course, is the outstanding 29-year-old defensive tackle from the Kansas City Chiefs. He's been in a contract dispute with the Chiefs. Like, all you've heard in this offseason is that it hasn't gotten ugly with them. It's just been a holdout. Right. He, he wants more money than they're willing to give him. Yeah. He wants- and by the way, remember, it's a Chiefs team that is obviously at the top of the mountain but decided to move on from Tyreek Hill as well. Yes. So it, it's something that we've talked about. When we were in, at the Super Bowl, uh, a couple of years ago. That was the last Super Bowl we were at, wasn't it? Uh, I think so, in Miami? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a great dinner at Prime 112, and it was with Michael Wilbon. That's when we got to meet Chris Jones, Yes. thanks to Michael Wilbon. I was going to say, without Michael Wilbon being there, yeah, he's ignoring we us. were not. Yeah, we, he, Chris Jones isn't talking to us. By the way, Mike is joining us, and he's brought to you by HawkAuto.com. Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, and VW, all in one place. 
HawkAuto.com, where Chicagoland saves big. So it's a who's who at, at this uh, steakhouse in Miami. It's one of the more well-known steakhouses in the country called Prime 112. And uh, the Chiefs are all there. Mahomes is over at a table. Chris Jones, who we're just talking about, you know, over. There's a whole table of ESPN talent. Schefter and Lewis Riddick. But who does Wilbon want to sit with? Wilbon wants to sit with the Chicago guys, with Waddle, me, Abdallah, and him. Yes. And, and we had an enjoyable dinner. So Chris Jones sees Wilbon, wants to go up, introduce himself to Wilbon, and we had a good 10-minute conversation with Chris Jones. He wants to introduce himself then to us because Wilbon's there, and we start talking about Trubisky and tells us that he's not, you know, a big fan of Trubisky. Yeah, we need to sign Cam Newton. Cam Newton in the offseason. Yeah. yeah. And that's right before they won their first Super Bowl. Yes. Um, so let's bring in Michael Wilbon right now in the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. You remember that story, don't you? Yes, I forgot about the part about Trubisky. I forgot yeah. that. I forgot that. Um, yes, I remember. Look, I mean, Chris Jones, uh, they need him. The Kansas City Chiefs need Chris Jones. I mean, I know all the talk and all the focus is on you know, the quarterback, Mahomes, and all the offensive stuff they've got. But that defense without Chris Jones isn't anything special. He makes it special. Well, so, so they need him. Well, 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 do the Bears need him? There's been some talk about possibly uh, Ryan Poles being interested. He obviously worked over in Kansas City for many, many years. Yeah. Uh, the Bears have cap room. They've got draft capital. If you were the Bears, would you make a play for Chris Jones? Only if I knew I could sign him. Only if I knew that. And I don't even know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's not to slam dunk me not going for Otani, gentlemen, was a week ago when I was in the studio with you guys. I'm still, I'm yeah, still, I'm still going for him. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, and you go right ahead. See how many innings he gives you for the next two years. Um, and, yeah, I, Chris Jones is intriguing. He's intriguing because, you, you know, there's still a sweet spot, defensive tackle. If you look at the ages of those guys, between 29 and 33, can he give you four terrific seasons? Are you capable of that? You, you think the answer is yes. And so that's what you're looking for. Um, so maybe, maybe. I mean, yeah. I don't think the Bears, I don't think that's the way they're going to do business. I don't think, I think that, the, the, you know, the Chicago teams, none of the Chicago teams will go for it. Um, they're not. And, and and I don't I don't see them doing that, but I'm, it's worth talking about and considering. I'm definitely more interested in having that conversation than, with all due respect to Jonathan Taylor as a fantastic running back. Yeah, I, I, I would much rather see them in a you know in, in an equitable fashion, not giving up much too right. much, signing Chris Jones than trading yep. for someone like like uh, Jonathan Taylor. Much rather, I'm with you, Tommy. I mean, if you told me that. We're going to give up some draft capital and pay somebody a lot of money. Yeah. Particularly with the running backs they think they're going to be okay with and Justin Fields. Didn't the Bears lead the league in rushing last year? They did, by, by like 17 yards per game. Yeah, we know that they're going to seek to put the emphasis elsewhere, which is fine. But um, I'm, I'm good with what they've got there, and I'd spend that on, yeah. I mean, Chris Jones, he, he's a game changer. Uh, Michael Wilbon joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. This portion of the show also brought to you by our great friends and partners at Steinhoffels. And uh, I was just up there in Vernon Hills checking out some stuff and looking to 
redo the basement with some nice uh, love seats and things like that. Uh, Wilbon, were you shocked by the White Sox moves with Kenny and Rick Hahn? Yeah, I mean, you don't see. The White Sox just don't sort of do that. And then, look, I mean, especially, I mean, look, you know me. I've ripped the team in terms of, but I don't blame it. I blame the players. I blame those players in the last two seasons for being a massive disappointment. And if anybody, I I bet it's not on Rick and Kenny to bring in Tony La Russa. I doubt that was on them. That's on Jerry. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I don't have – look, Kenny Williams set that up. Uh, you know, somebody did a great chronology and a look in 06, 07 after they won in 05. In 06, I think they won 90 games and still didn't make the playoffs. It was just a real strong year for the American League and for the division that year um, in 06. But, yeah, yeah, because Kenny Williams has been – with the White Sox, and other than Jerry Reinsdorf, has been, you know, right up there with, you know, Frank Thomas, Canerco, a few people, Ozzy, as the face of that franchise for 30 years. I think Kenny might have joined them. When did, when did, when did Jerry bring Kenny back? Like 1991 or two, something like that? Yeah, it was like 32 years ago, yes. Okay, so. so it's been a long time, and Kenny has done nothing but, you know, just great work. The White Sox were never a team that was going to spend as much as the Red Sox and the Yankees or the Dodgers, they, they didn't have that. And he didn't have those resources, but he made it work to do something that hadn't been done in 85 years or whatever it was. He won a World Series, and he won one before they won on the north side. And, uh, so, and, I, and I ain't going to make any bones. Kenny Williams is a personal friend. I've talked to him. I did call him after this just to say, damn, you know, congratulations first. I don't even think I said sorry first. I just think I – Congratulations, 30 years and you won a World Series in a place where nobody wins. It speaks to how great he was at what he did. What did he say, Michael? Um, golf is on you in Arizona when you get here. <laughs> Mike, what are you really? hearing from people around baseball about it, it, whether or not there may be an appetite for Jerry to sell this team at this point? You know, haven't heard that. Um, haven't heard that. And, I, you know, I will hear more from baseball and owners as we get later in the season and playoffs and when I start going to games and stuff like that, and that, that's coming. But I haven't done that yet. You see, I don't do that in the summer. So I don't fill my summers with that anymore like I used to fill it with baseball. So that, that could be out there, Tommy, and I just don't, wouldn't be aware of it. But I will say this, and I don't, this isn't on Jerry. You know, sometimes you put together – a team that the owner can put together, the owner and his executive staff can put together, the GM, the president of baseball ops, whatever they, they're called in that franchise. And we thought the White Sox did that, right? I mean, going into these seasons, I mean, it wasn't just local yokels saying the White Sox should be pretty good. You know, across the league, people and people who assess personnel thought the White Sox should be pretty good, particularly that coming out of that playoff season two years ago when Tony LaRusso's team did make the playoffs. And then they went in the tank, and there was always something wrong. And they had guys who seemed to me to be massive underachievers and whiners and complainers and powders. And so you got to assess that as much as you assess talent, physical talent. But I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. I don't think that people have thought that Reinsdorf is unwilling to do what it takes to put, to put a good product on the field. Because I think they figure he did that. And the players, you, it's okay to blame the players. Guess what? It really is. It's okay to say of the players, you guys stunk. 
And that's what the White Sox did. Mike, earlier in the week there was a conversation. I mean, it's been a really interesting week for White Sox baseball. But there was talk about how their stadium deal is up in six years. Yeah, and that I saw that. They may move and, you know, it's Jerry posturing for a better deal, whatever the case may yeah. be. But if, in fact, they decided to build another stadium, would they have to stay on the south side or could you move that team somewhere else without completely alienating your, your fan base? You can move it where they should have built it. They should have built it anyway. They should have built when Kaminsky Park was going out and down and the White Sox had, you know, the goodwill of the city and they built that stadium. How old is that, by the way? 1990 what? 91. 91, I think. Okay, so that, wow, man. It's 30 years and out to place the stadiums and ballparks now. Um, that stadium should have built down, been down the, near the railroad yard. I'm not sure if the space exists down there north of Roosevelt Road, but right down there where you look and you see the skyline from what would have been the ballpark. Right, by the river, by the railroad tracks there. Oh, my God, that would have been great. What a location. I thought, and I've said this to Kenny over the years, and I think we talked about this on PTI once, uh, maybe in 2005 we talked about it, if, if, if the White Sox had built there and had that World Series team, I think the White Sox could have caught the Cubs. Ooh. I think if you build a ballpark there that seats 40,000 and you have that view and that location and you can play there and put a product on the field and have people walk out of there, play more afternoon games, and you walk out of there into the city, into the shadow of downtown 81 times a year, I thought – that that might have enabled them to catch the Cubs. And i got to go back and look at that interview and see what Kenny said that day, because we talked about this on camera. Um, at least I think we did. But I think that that ballpark could have been built there. Could, could, could it, and, and by the way, it would be a raging success, full every day. Would that, could, that, could that ballpark be built there now? Has other stuff been built there? As they redo Grant Park just north of it? It's just a bunch of, like, stuff in the South Loop there now, like a bunch of commercial stuff, you know, movie theaters, grocery stores. No, but I mean, yeah, but I mean, you can move it a little bit east of that. I, I, again, look, I don't know. And I just drove, I was just driving around there Saturday. I took Matthew, took my son on his first, like, conscious tour of the South Side. And I was explaining to him what everything was. And I was looking at it thinking, man, the White Sox should have built that stadium here. They should have. They should. Sure. Yep. Uh, you like the way the Cubs are playing right now? Yes, I do. I, I look two out of three. I know it's slow and steady, and you'd like to see them sweep Detroit, and you'd like to see them sweep the Pirates. But two out of three, I know they got a four-game series. I mean, a minimum and a minimum, you need two out of those four. But three out of four, you keep going that way, you're going to get the wild card. I don't believe Cincinnati and the and Arizona is going to keep pace with that. Um, the, the Brewers might, and the Brewers would win a division if they do. But if the Cubs keep winning two out of three and go six, six, seven the rest of the season, which is really hard, if not impossible. Right. They're going to make the playoffs. Or I'm going to, as they all say now, tip my hat and say, God bless you to make it. But I like the way, I like what they're doing. They're scrappy. I don't like these blown leads. They blow too many 3-0 and 4-0 leads. But okay, they feel scrappy, come back, they win games late. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, I do like the. I, I like what the Cubs are doing. Yep. 
Well, Michael, enjoy the weekend. We will catch up more at our usual time next week, and uh, we appreciate it. We'll be in regular season Bears mode. Thanks, Mike. Oh, my God. We will be in regular season. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm coming to see them beat the hell out of the Cheeseheads, so I'll be there in person. You got it. And uh, look forward to talking to you guys soon. Awesome. Thanks, Michael. There's uh, Michael Wilbon. He joins us usually Wednesdays at 5 o'clock. We had that Sox game that went forever, and I don't think we got on till a little after 5. I know he's going to be happy tomorrow to see the Bears actually playing their starters. It's something that we talked about with him last week. I'm happy about it as well. It won't um, be long, it doesn't sound like. That's fine. Though. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it, it sounds like, uh, what did Courtney think? Maybe two series? Yeah. And just uh, operational stuff? Look, I'm not going to sit and argue with people about it, but for my money, I think there is a benefit to it, especially for a team that is young and trying to build something. Um, I think getting some of those reps in preseason will be beneficial as they head to the regular season. Um, we'll see how long they play. Yeah. Like, like Again, like the, the thing that I've said about practice and the, and the practice reps when people discount practice reps to me, Matt Eberflus's whole principle and culture is based on the HITS principle. Yes. And the H in HITS stands for hustle. The I stands for intensity. So the T stands for Tom. But go ahead. Takeaways. Um, did you know that? I did. Yes. I yeah. Did. Yeah. So like his whole thing, and he takes away from guys who don't practice hard with loafs. This is what his whole foundation is built on: is hustling and practice in building a culture. So if you don't think that's important to him. That no one's on the field, then then you don't believe in Matt Eberflus. If you want to discount what I'm selling, yeah, I'm with you. So, I like I would I'd rather have them on the field practicing and, and being together with chemistry and being in good shape going into the season. Sixteen guys again set out practice yesterday. Wow, yeah. Sixteen. All right, so we'll have uh, again the pregame show starting at uh, eight o'clock with Black and Abdallah, Dion and me at ten. Game at noon, four hours after the game with all your thoughts uh, in the post game. Uh, thank you to everybody here at Stony Point Grill in uh, Mokina. Meller, thank you. Anthony, thank you. Our marketing team, thank you. Miller Light, thank you. Yes. For Waddle, I'm Sylvia. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great weekend.